listening uh we got childhood of the wolf podcast episode 13 we got a really cool special guest with us today um rather than make you sit on the edge of your seats waiting to find out who it is let me just get into introducing it we got youtube action figure posing guru a figure photog with endless talent for a look for a great shot he wants you to be good he wants you to do good he wants you to drink your water everyone help me and welcome D amazing himself. What's up, D? Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just here, you know, being good, doing good. I do not have any water tonight because I rushed through. So that's I'm my bad. I'm not drinking water in your presence. It's okay. Look, I always recommend drink what works for you, and this happens to be beer. Mm. See, in all the years I did bodybuilding shows, I was drinking two gallons of water a day, every day for like three years. See, so, so you know you know what it is so you, you got water drunk out, yeah you gotta okay. have something fun it's all right you, you got water drunk that's all that matters you're right oh water drunk is definitely a feeling it's definitely a vibe it's definitely a real thing it's a it real is. thing it makes you feel heavy as shit yeah dude like the the weight that you feel when you get that whole gallon down that first gallon down oh and let's talk i mean we all become old men because we have to pee every three seconds yeah, and then everybody's like, "Why well, you always got to pee? It's like, have you drank a gallon of water before? Like, literally, you'll be peeing all day. Well, yeah, and as I get older, I don't like to say that I'm getting older, but I am. It's it's a reality. Yeah. I mean, the white in the beard shows that. And we, I can't hide it. Um, now, when I do that, I, it's like when I have to pee, it's like it's go time. Like, if I don't pee immediately, we're looking at trouble. <laughs> it, and it's funny, too, because people are always like, you know, you go to the bathroom a lot. It's like, my man. You literally see me drinking water every two seconds. What did you expect? Like, my body is like telling me, yo, listen, we got to get these nutrients that we flushed out, out. Mm. Got to go. Mm-hmm. Like, and then don't get me started with, with mixing. You'll have like a gallon of water and then like, oh, let me have a ginger ale and spice it up. Your body's like, nah, dog, you did too much. You did too much. <laughs> it's like, you're going to be peeing a lot now. It, it's, mm. your <laughs> it's your fault. It is my fault, but I like water too much. Especially when you add a little slice of lemon, dog. Mm, delicious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, right. back in the day, <laughs> it's funny because like you said, even, even if you weightlifting, you put some lemons in your water and suddenly you just like, mm, I can weightlift some more. I know you know that. You'd be like, mm-hmm. I mean, oh, just, let me just put some lemons in there. <laughs> and, I, you know, I've actually, I've done a couple shows. So I was in deep, you know, like I was, I was, and I was very you old. Was flexing at the shows. I, what's that? I said, you'd be flexing at the shows. I know how that go. Oh, and it's brutal. You know, like I would, I've told people like, you know, they're like, oh, you looked so good. You were so lean and like all this stuff, you know, and I'm like, here's the thing. It doesn't feel good. Like I'd come home after, you know, I'd, I'd do my gym in the morning for my lift, do an hour of fasted cardio, go home, eat lunch, sleep for a little bit, get up, do my second hour of cardio because I'm cutting for a show. And then I go to my, I work overnights. I'd go to my overnight job. I'd come home in the morning. My wife would, you know, meet me at the door and, you know, whatever. And she'd be like, all right, you want to go to bed? And I'd be like, I can't make it up the stairs. It's all yours. Like, we're, we're, I'm going to the couch. I can't get up. You have no drive for anything. You, you're nope. just, it's, you're done. And 4% body fat is not what we were meant to walk around with. 
hey man, that's why I'm happy with with the with anywhere between eleven and twenty. I ain't got no problem with that. Yep. Well, and I haven't, you know, I haven't done a show in, gosh, it's been a while now because I work a super, super high labor job where I can't pack on the mat. I'd have to eat 30,000 calories a day to pack on the mass I need to bulk and I can't do it. I've I've done. That's not worth it because as you get older, you can't even burn that off anymore. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're very right. Yeah, Yeah, you wouldn't be able to because even even if you started fasting and you did everything you need to do, then you got to change your sleep schedule. You got to see nutritionists again. Then you're not even calculating the fact like cell degeneration. Like that's a lot of work, dude. Nobody wants to do that shit no more. That's why I commend people who do it even in their 50s. I'm like, dude, even if you're not looking super shredded, the fact that you committed to this deserves an award. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're taking care of yourself. You're doing something that's a very hard goal. You have to be very driven to stick with a goal like that. It's Exactly. And I commend those people. I commend anybody who can do that, even if you don't even if you don't place in the top three, the fact that you were able to do that at whatever age you're doing it at, I commend you because it's not easy and you don't feel good doing it. Do you, do you commend the guy that was on stage with me that had a fanny pack full of M&Ms and Skittles mixed? First of all, that man is chaotic because no one should ever, listen, no. I don't mind the fanny pack. It's the Skittles mixed with M&Ms. That's chaos right there. That's wrong. That's unacceptable. That's <laughs> unacceptable. I'm sorry. That's unacceptable. Imagine grabbing a handful of those and you just be, what do you, how do you eat that? <laughs> He's, that man loves chaos. I don't care what anybody say. That man was born for chaos. If you, it's not even a fanny pack that bothers me because I love fanny packs. <laughs> but if you can walk around with both Skittles and M&M and mix them in and eat them by the handful, you know no fear. None. That's like having Skittles in a, in a chocolate chip cookie. Exactly. It's so and wrong. there are people that do that though. There oh, are people that do that. That's so wrong. <laughs> It is wrong, but I, I don't know how they live their lives, but I just know that I'm scared of them. <laughs> same, same. Those are the, because those are the type of people, is, if you put a gun in their head, they'd be like, whatever. Skittle the M&M. They'll actually straight up, Skittle the M&M. Oh. You'd be looking at them like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you put a gun in their head, and they're going to open their mouth and bite the tip of the gun is what's going to happen. Exactly, because they truly know no fear. They probably, I forgot what the name of that disorder was, but there are people who don't know fear. Yes, they yes. They, it's probably those people. And I'm like, yo, you know, I commend y'all because that's dangerous. You live in dangerous every day. Well, and I mean, to be fair and not to just slam another person who, you know, had this goal of being on stage, his training for the bodybuilding show was karate in his garage. And I may or may not know that he has posters of himself and his underwear all over his garage. See, no, no, it's fair. You know, no, fair. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Absolutely knows no fair. And you know what? I'm still going to commend that because. You made it to the stage, dude. Some people can't even do that. Yeah, you're right. So he gets credit. In my book, he gets credit. <laughs> I could I can live with that. He's probably the same person to take you off a bed after the show, too. So I'm not even I'm not against it at all. <laughs> Just the Skittles and MMs. That's the only thing you gotta leave behind. Yes, because I, I couldn't look. I would tell you to empty the fanny pack and pick one because you, you can't be out in the streets with me with both. That's just chaos. Yeah. I can't live like that. I draw a line at that, at mixing them in one fanny pack. Unless he had a divider, then I'm okay with that. You know what? He very well could have, but I don't I don't think so, because I feel like I was seeing handfuls of, and I think not not even M&Ms, peanut M&Ms, nonetheless. So that means he had sour Skittles then, too. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that definitely means he had sour Skittles. That oh. definitely means that. Oh, boy. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what? He I'm just have, thinking about that chaos. He didn't have any fear. You're right. His posing music for his like 60 seconds or 90 seconds for his you yeah. know, him out on stage alone posing. Yeah. Metallica enter Sandman. Oh wow, he really did know fear. It was that's so fitting now that I think about it. Yeah. Because I distinctly remember him posing to that music. You might you you need to find this guy, give him a call. Yeah, I don't know if I I want him to have the back end of my phone number. That you know what? That's a valid point. I I retract that statement because he might come back and be like, "Let's have a mandate." And normally, I'm I'm all for that, but it's a pandemic, and he again he doesn't know fear, and I just can't have that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, you're opening up some toys right now. What do you What do you got going on? I have, you know what? I really don't know how to pronounce his name. Is it uh, Equadron or Equadron? See, I've struggled with that myself. It's I've always said Equadron, but I could be totally wrong. That's I what mean, I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know what to call it. So I'm gonna say Horseman. He's like thirty thirty from uh, Brave Star, but oh, okay, Mythic okay. Legion style. Yeah, but I, I I can't front. I love the ogres. I you know I bought tons of those. You've seen it in previous posts. Yep. yep. So I absolutely had to have this because Cornboy alluded to the fact that this head can be put on the horses. And that's when I lost my mind. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to get it. But you know what's crazy? I, I don't think the people are going to see this, but like the, the, the mouth can't move and that's fine. But they added like this extra point of articulation in the head where it rotates like the horse. So you could turn the head a little bit like this. Like oh, so it's kind of got a rocker almost. It, yeah, the front of the face has a rocker and the neck is a completely different joint. So you get extra bits of articulation to allow him to look down. And I'm like, dude, this, this right here, it, I'm going to take some nice pictures of this. Oh, I believe that. I'm excited to see those. And yeah. to your point of people not, might not see this, I do have a YouTube channel. and we Okay, are, so you're going to put it up on YouTube. We're working on eventually getting the Zoom casts, you know, of course, with the guest permission. Um, yeah. Throwing up the Zoom cast right on the YouTube so people can watch. Because, I mean we're talking about toys. We're like, we're not going to show each other our toys in the videos. It, it's, this is true. It's going to be true. I also, and then you just reminded me, I need to holler at a Gotham construction company. They also sent me a safe that I got from them, which opens up and uh, you can put gold inside. So oh, there's this. Dope. That's super sick. That looks so good. But I, I, it's funny because they sent the patch of gold, right? And I, I didn't even get a chance to open it yet. But just the weight of it and the way it was and it feels, it just it feels ridiculously heavy. So I'm like, oh, you guys were aiming for accuracy here. Actually, oh wow, this is nice. Oh, that's super that cool. That looks so. so I gotta good. find a way to add these in the photos for real. Oh, that's so good. We did this today. I was able to snag one of these. You know, I I keep seeing that set, but I don't know what's inside of it. And Let's now do I'm it right now. Then. To, yes, I'm very eager to see what's inside of that. So you know what? The star of this box for me is the freaking weirdest thing. What is it? We'll get there. Well, we'll find. Well, actually, we'll find out. So what I got here for everyone that's audio listening, we've got the pinball Walmart exclusive NECA turtle loot crate. Um, we got this. We got this shredder that's kind of like the cartoon shredder with a little bit co different color deco. It is shiny. I thought people were joking. That really is shiny purple. Yeah, that they, purple they, is really shiny. For it. Here's what really gets me about this thing. How great is that side oh, panel that, art? 
dude, that see now if the, if I saw that as a toy, I would get those two. That's see, the I love this. art is fantastic on this. Uh, I want those color Rocksteady and Bebop. Yes, you make me want to play with mine. I I, I got to play with my Rocksteady and Bebop. So then we got uh, Rocksteady and Bebop keychains. Accuracy, you got to aim for it. Yeah, that's good. This thing, this thing's pretty fun. We got a pizza magnet, and each slice is individually cut, so you can you got what, oh like yeah, that's nice magnets. Fun. See, Most loot crates we know come with a t-shirt. Always, you got you got a rep. Same. Oh, that's a work as that's the a nice fucking hole. shirt, man. Damn, that's nice. Have we ever had the oh, is that the huh? tachydrome on a shirt? Only once, and that was years ago. But we got Slash, Krang, Bebop. Yeah, Black I saw Slash, Slash, and that's what I, that's what I was peeking down for. I saw Slash. I'm like, you just reminded me that I don't play with my Ninja Turtle stuff enough. Right. To change that. Here's the but you star. know what it is? I get I get really sad because I see everybody take such good Ninja Turtles photos. Yep. I'm like, I, there's nothing left for me to do. Yeah, for sure. Everyone takes all the good photos, and I and I love seeing it. So it's like, you know what? I'm gonna leave it to these guys. Yep. Oh, there's some guys out there that are big Ninja Turtle guys, and they man, do they? They kill it every they time. I've, it. I haven't seen a bad Ninja Turtle photo yet. I'm gonna be honest. Everybody I follow that does Ninja Turtle stuff, I have never seen a bad Ninja Turtles photo, and I love it. I love it. See, and I was never going to collect the Nekatoon turtles, and I happened yeah. upon so many of them accidentally that I'm like, now I have to get the turtle in disguise four pack because I don't have the four turtles. I'm looking for those, and I and I, I realize that I is it at Target or is it at Walmart? Target. You know, it's funny. My Target never stocks any Neca stuff. For the first time ever this week, right? I was able to get the Defenders of the Universe stuff, Ooh, right? I I got those about a week ago at our Walmart. I just got them at my Target, right? And you know what's funny? As I was trying to check out, they were telling me like, oh, we shouldn't have put these out. These weren't supposed to be here for like another three weeks. But we're going to let it slide for you. And I got so excited because I was like, dog, you realize I never see any of this stuff at my Target. This is my one chance. So I got super ecstatic about it. Because I'm like, even if these are turn up bad, like, because I've been hearing bad things, about the the parts on them like they just have so many issues which mines did have a ton of issues the only one that came out normal was ming my phantom was screwed up like he still has issues my uh flash gordon has issues Ming out the box having fun having a good time mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm gonna take some ming photos and but i still gotta work on phantom and flash I, but uh... i'm still excited oh shit we froze to have them. Oh, did I lose you? Oh, you paused. Oh, we froze sorry. for a split second. No biggie. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the, those are, the, and they're such cool looking figures. They look, they look really good. I actually, I think I got super, super lucky. Um, we picked up all three from our Walmart. I moved all three of them every single joint without heat or water. You, you got one of the good ones. Probably one of the only good ones too, because it looks like everybody is, they're breaking. People are breaking them at the joints. Thankfully, I haven't broken any of mine. I, right out the box, what I did was I went and I heated them all up anyway. Mm -hmm. But my Phantom has a lot of uh, paint uh, glue issues. Mm -hmm. My glue to paint ratio is a little too much on my Phantom. At the wrists. They're, all their wrists are peeling on that hinge. The paint. And the feet, too. And the, the feet. feet. Yep. So that loot crate that we're talking about, the star of that loot is that crate. A, is that a Krang hat? It is a Krang winter beanie. Oh, dude. 
that's worth it just for the beanie. I would totally wear that outside. Sick. I would totally wear that outside. Like, how can you not? People would look at me like I'm crazy and I would laugh. I would totally wear that. Yes. I'd probably even buy a shirt to match it. Oh, hell yeah. A nice pink, a nice nice pink, pink shirt to match it. Yep. A little bit, a little bit need, of crank drool running down the collar of it. I need to tag Cameron in that. And I guarantee, I guarantee you Cameron the rapper will wear that because he loves pink. Hell yeah. That yeah, that crank that crank beanie. I was like I, I can see what that's I can see why that's a favorite because I would totally rock the hell out of that. I'm, I mean, right that, on top of my little head. That well, I mean, how many times do we get something like that in a loot crate or anything like that? But stuff like that, I like the creativity of things like that. People don't give that kind of stuff enough credit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's always like, oh, I got a shredder. Oh, I got a t-shirt. But how many times are you gonna see something like a crank beanie a or a Rocksteady Bebop glasses set? Like, what if we got a, like a glasses set, a oh, Rocksteady and Bebop? Yeah, like the goggles and then Bebop. Yeah. Like, uh, exactly. That's that's the kind of stuff we don't see enough of. That's the kind of stuff I want to see more of. That level of creativity. You know what I mean? What if they did the turtles disguise mask? You know what I mean? Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Because look. From what I'm seeing and the people that I follow, Turtles fans are hardcore. Oh, hardcore, hardcore. So you telling me if you can't already like bunch it with stuff, you, I'm like, and NECA, if you're watching, anybody's like, steal these ideas. I don't give a shit. Use them. Because I'd rather they be used than not used at all. Then never Don't exist. waste good ideas. Yeah. yeah don't, waste, don't waste good ideas. Like, if you know you have a good idea and doing Goggle Set, Rocksteady Bebop, or doing Turtle Master Skies, Imagine you and all your homies get together and we're like, what are y'all doing? Oh, we're, for Halloween, we're the turtles in the sky. Yeah. Get shell trench coats and the mask and boom. Oh, yeah. Yes. See? Yeah. All you got to do is wear pajamas or some sweats and boom. You got to hold the sky. Hell yeah. So prove me wrong. Billy Zane from Back to the Future 2 isn't Bebop. Shit, I can't. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think I can prove you wrong. You mean like personality-wise? He wears the same outfit, doesn't he? Oh shit, I never thought about that. He has those glasses, the like shit, I never thought about that. Please tell me he doesn't have a purple mohawk. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me look this up. Nah, I need to look it up. I need to look it up. I mean, this just popped in my head. I could be totally off, but from what I remember, one of those goons in Back to the Future 2 is straight up Bebop. Hold on, I need to look. Hold on, I'm I'm googling now. <laughs> I'm trying to look up images of it. No, it wasn't him. It was it was one of the people wouldn't. Okay, so it's it not Zane. It's it wasn't him. It wasn't him. But I know what you're talking about now because I, I was thinking about it. It was one of them with him and his crew. He wore the glasses. Yes, he did. Yeah. Oh, my God. If he would have had a purple mohawk, though. All right. That would have killed it. All oh, those glasses are totally Bebop, though. Those That's glasses. what I'm saying. I, I just looked it up. It's the glasses of Bebop. But it's funny, though, because I was thinking about it. I'm like, wait, personality-wise, maybe. I don't think I could prove you wrong, because they kind of, you know. But then you mentioned the glasses, and I remember somebody having glasses. But it wasn't Billy Zane. So cool, cool. We good. We good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> good. <laughs> but see, if I was a hardcore Turtles fan, I would have been able to prove you wrong, but I'm not. 
I'm a casual, filthy fucking casual. <laughs> See, and my my collecting started because I grew up a humongous Motu fan. Huge. You know what? I never look I, as much as I wanted to get into Masters of the Universe, it was never for me. I'm a very low tier Masters of the Universe fan. Mm-hmm. Like I like the cartoon, but I was never able to get into the toys. They were too muscular for me. See, and that's what I think I liked is that they were beefier than everything else. And you know, growing up in a household where my 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 father was, oh, we're watching Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. We're watching. No, it makes sense. Okay. Um, but I was I was a tiny child, so it, none of that made sense to me. But you gave me a Stretch Armstrong, and I was I was all over it. Heck you yeah. know. So I get it. Like, but but Motu may have been also right at that cusp of where I was right out of that time frame. Yes. Because I'm an 80s baby, and then Motu was what 70, 87, I believe. 80, 80 was, I think. I'm talking about the didn't the toy line drop before the series did? Yes, it did, because it's one of the only successful toy lines that didn't leech off of its cartoon first. That's what I'm saying. So I remember that. It was like the toys were like 77, the show was 1980. That so by the time it got to me, I was already in the other stuff like ridiculous stuff like Exo Squad and Stretch yeah. Armstrong, Carmen San Diego. Like <laughs> I was in all the other stuff at that in, point. In humanoids and mask. And... Exactly. You know what's crazy? Nobody remembers the fucking cartoon Cops. Cops is awesome. I have Barricade it, and Louis the Plumber. You know what's funny about that show? Like Cops was such a good cartoon, but bad cartoon all at once. But the storyline was so good, and and they just never did anything with it. It made me so sad. There were some cool characters too. There was, and I'm like, man, somebody should revive this line, but don't call it cops. Call it cyberpunk something else, but don't call yeah. it cops. Call it cyberpunk detectives, and I'll be all over that shit. Hell yeah, they. Well, I mean, every single one of them had a trench coat with uh, shoulder pad, eighty shoulder pads in it. The big. The- 80s- Blocky ass shoulder the big blocky ass shoulder, shoulder blades come out like shredder every time. Like you yes. look like this. Well, the, what, what is it? Is it the 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 like head of the cops or whatever? He's the trench coat guy, right? Yeah, his and he had like the bebop glasses. He also had bebop glasses, but his were much bigger though. Yes, he did. Yeah, yes, he, he did. did. I love oh, that my. show because he would literally jump off a highway and crush a car and then be, and like blow people away with his little gun. I was like, yo, this shit was wild. Yo, the car accidents they would get into was so crazy. Yes, they were. That was, but that 80, show was hyper violent. It was 80, crazy violent. But eighty kids were also hyper hardened. Like eighties kids were tough. I mean, let's be real. We ate dirt though. Like, come oh, on. we did. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. We, like, there's no shopping. Like, we ate dirt, dog. Like, we had different level of crazy. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. You you go for recess, and your mom sent you to school, and you're brand new. Like. NFL or NBA jersey or whatever, that thing came home muddier and shit because you could not refuse to play football in the mud when it was raining at recess. Yeah, and you thought you were invincible. Remember, you couldn't even catch a cold back then. No. But also, things were a little bit different, though. Like, we also were immunized and didn't know it. We were told we were getting checkups. Meanwhile, we get we getting poked. Yes. Oh, no, we just checking up on you. Nah, I'm getting my shots. Why? Because I'm a big baby for needles. That's I'm good now, but as back a kid, in the 80s, back in the eighties, we had the fucking option to get the finger prick. Remember the finger prick? Oh, dude, they couldn't even get them in my fingers. They would go through my knuckles. That's really? why I hated needles. Yeah, I had to get the knuckle ones. Oh, bro, I hated that's, those. Oh, that. You remember the butterfly needles they used to give us right in the knuckles? 
Oh man, I hated those. They would draw blood out of my knuckles with the butterfly needles. They would prick me in two of my needles and just and draw the blood from there. Oh my! See now, I. I mean, obviously, when I was a kid, my hands were you know smaller, but they were yeah. always able to get. They couldn't my- draw blood from my fingers. They were like it, they couldn't get enough out of it. But right in between my knuckles, they can get tons of blood. Yeah. Well, and I mean, maybe that's because I was, but I'm I'm only a five foot ten man, and my hands are that of a like six four dude. Like that makes sense. But my, my hands, I was a tiny person. I was a tiny person. So when you like four foot one, they like nah, son, <laughs> give me the knuckles. Give me the knuckles. To be fair, I w- I've been five foot ten since like fifth grade. So so it just stunted. It just stopped. It was just that. boom. <laughs> You know, when, when you're the only kid in your sixth grade picture that has a goatee, there's... <laughs> oh, yeah. Tubi hits you at, at eight. Yeah, pretty which much. Which is not impossible, which is not impossible. I've, I've seen it happen. But it, it's rough because then you... At that point, you're, like, stunted, though. Because you grow faster, but you also stop faster. I crushed my own uh, growth plates. Oh, shit. The doctors had assumed I would be about six four six five, yeah. And because I grew so fast... My growth plates closed off on their own before I finished growing. That's probably why my hands are so big and, you know. So you're probably a Bigfoot, too. Not really, actually. I'm like a size 10. Oh, so you averaged out. So you you kind of balance out. Somehow I balance out, except for I've got a really long torso and kind of shorter legs. So when you wear pants, your waist is like super low. You you, you really are like a stretch Armstrong. Yeah, kind (laughs) of. If I've had done bodybuilding shows and stuff and mass and you know put on the mass that I had, I'd probably look fairly goofy shape wise. That's that's true though. You but you evened out though now. You you well, look like well, and even with uh you know, because putting all that mass on, I was naturally gifted. My 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 quads and my hamstrings are stupidly large. So it's weird because when I wear shorts, I've got that long torso, and you've got these shorts that are regular length shorts. And they go like mid thigh, and they're skin tight. And then where my knee hits, they bell bottom. You know what's so funny? I picture like every cartoon making fun of dudes like you. You're like, man, he ain't got no, he ain't got no, no mask. And you can look at his legs. Oh, I see where it went. And then you like rip your shorts off, <laughs> like your pants <laughs> and your shorts because you ripped them off with your quads. You're like, all I did was flick my toes, and everything rips away. <laughs> and it's got that one. Super gross pulsating vein in your quad like a Ren and Stimpy cartoon. Exactly. And they zoom in on it. And it's like <laughs> blue and purple all at once. <laughs> Yo. Straight up, Ren and, Stimpy was, Ren and Stimpy was gross. It, Yo, looking back on it, I'm like, why did we laugh at this? But I also understood we didn't get the jokes back then. That's what no. it was. No. Because now we're looking at it like, yo, this, this show is gross as fuck and I still love it. But for completely different reasons. Yes. It's like all my like, favorite dirty jokes. Zoom in up someone's nose and you'd see all the nose hair and the snot and the But Ren and Stimpy is great for a lot of reasons because it showed you the that completely different styles of animation can work in a show. Mm-hmm. Like it had like Ren and Stimpy has levels to it. Mm-hmm. Like there's the comedy, there's the black comedy. And by black I mean the dark humor, not mm-hmm. the you know. <laughs> I got you. And then there's like <laughs> Because, like, again, intent of words, like we spoke about earlier. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, it's like it had so many different levels. And you wonder why it won awards is because it was genius on a lot of levels. But it was also creepy on a lot of levels, too. But because of Ren and Stimpy, we got cool shows like 
Courage the Cowardly Dog, mm-hmm. which did the very same thing. Courage the Cowardly Dog is one of my favorite shows of all time because it, it did what Ren and Stimpy did, but for horror instead of just comedy. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, like, this spawned, is like a really dark show. It kind of spawned that whole like chain of cartoons at that point in time. Cause what, I mean, was, that's around the era where we got, what was it like cat dog where you got a dog yep. and a cat attached to you. I mean, there was human centipede. I, I am baboon, cat dog, cow and chicken. Cow and chicken. Uh, Rock yeah, we got a lot of life. Yeah. We got all those adult shows that we didn't even know were adult shows. Yeah. Yeah. So that's also why we came out mostly. Okay. Yeah, probably. You're probably very right on that. Um, now I'm thinking about all those crazy fucking cartoons. Now they're just fucking scrolling through my head. Because I mean, oh, dude, I watch I watch all that stuff all the time. So that's why I was able to like, because even because uh, I got I just recently got HBO Max like two months ago, and yeah. they have all our old school cartoons on it. Oh, really? I haven't even looked at that, dude. Go, you got to really look in there. But they got a lot of stuff. It's basically like having Boomerang. They have a lot of that. Oh, dude. They I got a lot of the Hanna-Barbera stuff. Now. Yeah, hit it, hit up HBO Max and go watch your classics and lose your mind. Have you, uh, what do you think about the Mortal Kombat movie coming out? Hey, you know what? Somebody spoiled one scene for me and I lost my fucking mind. I'm excited now. I had to, I had to unfollow my friend for it, but you know what? It was worth it. <laughs> like he, he spoiled like a whole scene for me and I was like, I hate you, but I love you but I still hate you right now. And uh, I'm going to say I'm, I'm very optimistic towards it now. Dude, I, you know, I've, I've seen some... Have you watched trailers and stuff? I watched the very first trailer and nothing else other than the spoiled scene for me. So what really caught me was they talked about um, Joe Taslam. Am I pronouncing that yeah. right? He's playing some... Uh, I believe you pronounced it wrong, but I don't know how to pronounce it either. Taslam, Taslam? It's Joe... Joe, yeah, something. but I don't know how to pronounce the last name. I'm gonna be honest, and I don't want to mess it up, so I'm just gonna say Joe. Joe, okay, we'll go with Joe. Joe is yep. playing Sub Zero. In yep. one of the little trailers where they do a little bit of the behind the scenes, they talk about they had to slow Joe down to catch. Yeah, he was too fast because he was yep. too fast. When is the last time we've heard that? Why was it Bruce Lee? Bruce Lee. Yep. So I'm pretty excited for the Sub Zero shit that's coming. From what I hear, Sub Zero is going to be everyone's favorite. From all my friends who live overseas, because they've watched Mortal Kombat already, yep, they're all like, they're all like Sub Zero, Scorpion, Sub Zero, Scorpion. You're going to love those two. I like. Which that. we already knew that because they're the stars of the damn franchise. Yeah. So you have I mean, to give them their love. They're sliding in uh, like Cabal. Apparently, they're sliding in the reboot lore, so that way we can kind of get introduced to everybody at once. Oh, so I don't know if you you, have you played any of the new games like Mortal Kombat 10 or 11? I played a bit of 11. So 11 is awesome for the story. I'm not even going to try to sit here in front, but apparently we're doing a mix of old timeline with new timeline. So we're getting like Mortal Kombat 1 and 2 in one movie. Oh, because because there was stuff happening in Mortal Kombat 1, like the the Sub-Zero mythology stuff. Mm-hmm. With the white and with the with the black dragon and red dragon crew. Yep. That's why we get Cabal because Cabal and Kano are, you know, they're in the same crew. Yep. Yep. So so it makes sense we would get Cabal. Okay. Yeah, because everyone's talking the whole uh we're missing Johnny Cage. But technically, you don't get Johnny Cage till you get to the actual tournament. And I don't think we get into the tournament yet. This is all a setup to it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's from what I'm told, it's like a setup to the tournament. 
Nice. Like everybody's kind of cheating. Okay. I like it. Well, and I mean, again, I don't want to spoil much because I don't know what you've seen in trailers. Have you seen? I have, I have only seen Liu Kang do a fire dragon. Goro pop up and do this. Okay. That's uh, what I wanted to know. Goro. Okay. Like the, the movement that they show Goro doing. Very natural. And I love it. And it's like almost like they got a really tall dude and gave him green screen arms. And it's, it's, it, I love when you do motion capture right. I love that stuff. Well, and I mean, video games can do it. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, every time we see Goro, it's like his feet are cemented to the floor. I love it. And even a shadow looked right. Yes. Yes. I'm very excited. Yep. I was very, super very excited, excited for that. Yep. And that's, that's next weekend for us. Uh, yeah, the 23rd. So I think that's what, a Friday? Friday or Saturday? Oh, let me look. Hold on. Because I don't know the days of the week anymore. That's a Friday, yes. Yes. Okay. Well, that's great because I work Sunday through Thursday. I come home Thursday morning and more. It sucks because I'm I'm going to be working that day. So I'm literally going to log off of social media that day. And I'm not going to say anything until I get home to watch it. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to, I'm going to just patiently like, do nothing and twiddle my thumbs until I get home at eight o'clock. I'm just gonna twiddle my thumbs. And if somebody spoils it for me at work, I'm gonna hit them right in the arm. Right in the arm? I'm hit them right in the right in the arm. Right in the COVID shot part. Exactly. I'm gonna make their arm spasm like mine's did. I'm telling you. I don't I, they'll they, wake up with they'll wake up with the chills and shit and sweating in their exactly. ass. I'm gonna punch you in your COVID shot arm. And I'm okay with that because if you spoil it for me at that point, you're a jerk. Because there's going to be people that come in, like, at the shift later when I'm leaving. And you know how those people are. They watched it earlier, and they're excited, and I get it. I'm going to text them, like, listen, shut up about Mortal Kombat, okay? We're all excited at work, all right? You yep. mind your business. <laughs> you mind, your business. mind your business. Yep. Yeah. Um, no spoilers, goddammit. Yes. Same. I mean, that's, like... I have motherfuckers at work because I work in I, I work in an overnight job in a warehouse, and we, you know, these these dudes. Y'all you, gotta talk to each other to stay awake, so this is gonna be your problem. <laughs> and you know what? The best part is, is some of these dudes they'll bring their HBO Max in on their tablet when they're on lunch, and they'll start watching it. You might you you need to get some earplugs, dog. You don't want you don't even want sound effects to spoil it for you. You're gonna need earplugs. You 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 better buy some from Amazon tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I'll, I'll take my lunch a half hour late so that they can watch their shit and then I'll go in there and eat quietly by myself. That, that might be the best thing you could do because even sound effects will spoil it for you. And I just... Oh, uh, for sure. Did you watch the animated Mortal Kombat thing that they had? Uh, oh, Scorpion's uh, Revenge? Scorpion's Revenge. There's only one thing I didn't like about that movie and there was... It was that it was some... It's like they took a bunch of different storylines and kind of pushed it into one. Yep. But other than that, I enjoyed it. Like, the, the fighting was immaculate. Awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, it was immaculate. See, and I've, I've never been a Johnny Cage fan, and I came out of that movie, and I was like, Johnny Cage is kind of tight. Like, I was like, I'm kind of liking Johnny. It's kind of why I, like, reboot Johnny more, because he was fleshed out a lot better than his original counterpart. Yep. Yeah, that's why I like that everybody's kind of choosing reboot Johnny. And it's crazy, though, because I was, I was watching an interview with, uh, with Ed Boone, and he talked about how Johnny Cage was originally, that's the reason why they cut him out of the game. He wasn't very popular back then. It wasn't until they took him away that he became popular. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's why he got when he got cut out of the third game, and then they made Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 and added him in, 
it was only because fans kind of demanded him back, which is crazy. You want what you can't have. So you're missing out, like always. Yeah. Even though, you know, no one cared about him in Mortal Kombat 2. Okay, so now can we get a, a, a good live-action Street Fighter? It's not impossible. I think the biggest issue is that, and I do truly believe this, a lot of times the reason why video game stuff sucks is because the executives don't understand their source material. I think that's probably true. They want to get, oh, there's no way a guy named Ryu who walks around barefoot could be the, the whole source of our movie. Why the fuck not? You know what I mean? It's 2021. Why the fuck can't he be? Why well, can't it be about Ryu being on a journey in an actual Street Fighter tournament and you got to stop Bison and Akuma? Why, why, why can't you just make it very simple? Well, that's it's to go, you know, to parallel that. It's the same reason that they never put Wolverine in the yellow and blue. I, exactly, because executives didn't understand why the suit, like, why. So I, I tell you what, even if you don't want to put him in the yellow and blue, it doesn't make sense. Why not put him in his brown costume? Yeah. Why not the brown costume? It's it's way more practical. You could put brown combat boots. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can make it the 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 black spandex leather type. You there's plenty of options you could have gone to modernize something. Well, and give you're, it a fresh take. You're playing in a universe where a guy turns into a big green hulking monster. That doesn't make any and, real sense. Why and somehow his pants are always indestructible, but yet we can't put Wolverine in the costume. Yep. No, yep. I get it. I I hundred percent agree with you. I think the biggest issue with any of that is that, and I talk about this all the time, and I, and I may get in trouble for it, but I don't give a shit, is that you need to stop hiring people at the executive level who do not believe in their source material, who do not research their source material, and do not relay communication with those below them in the chain of command. Yes, that, no, that, that like, are passionate about it. It's not even that you have to be passionate. You need to be understanding of it. True. A great example is, even if I don't understand something and I got brought onto a project, right? You give me a big book to research. You ask me my opinion when I'm done. We all go over it together and we and we talk about our different views. Because if my worry is about the money that we're spending on it, I'm going to tell you why we can and can't do it. But you're going to tell me why I would work with the fans and we're going to make the money back. And then we talk about it. Mm-hmm. And we come to a compromise. That's the way it should be. Not some, hey, here's $100 million. I'm going to tell you what you can and can't do. And then even after you finish making this movie, I have an executive decision over you to cut things. That's where they go wrong every time. Yeah, it is. That's wrong. It is wrong. Every time. It's the reason why we have the internet full of people who are talking about release the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Because sometimes you have to come to a compromise. But that was, in my opinion, that was the wrong compromise. Because, oh shit, something dropped. Because now you've opened up the floodgates of, oh, you know what? Now that we, we can make hashtags and we can we can dox people, we can annoy them to the point where they always got to release stuff now. That's still wrong. That's the yep. other spectrum of wrong. Yep. You know what I mean? So you yeah. got to find a way to compromise and meet people in the middle so that way everyone is happy. Look, I had $200 million to spend on you for this movie. All I'm asking that you make a good movie and that you may change some things. For instance, let's say we were doing a Power Rangers movie, right? You know what? hey, for this Power Rangers, I know you're going to need a lot of CGI, right? Make it very practical so that way we don't spend too much money on the CGI. Make mm-hmm. it more practical. Even if that means we got to do a live action guy and CGI some of it so that way we can make our fans happy by bringing those classic methods. Yes. Fine. But then you go, hey, you know what? 
we didn't like the way your Megazord looked. Let's redesign the CGI. I'll give you another 70 million. You, me and you have to come to a compromise on that and go, you know what? We'll do a mix of both. If we're happy with it, we'll use it. If not, we'll scrap it all together and go with the original idea. Yep. But because people want to fight over money and not realizing if you give exactly what the fans want, you'll make the money. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's, pr- that's proven its point already. I just don't understand who are the people that you have in charge that don't think giving the fans what they want in a proper way means you won't make money. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's who you're selling your tickets to anyways. Exactly. I mean, that's... But you know what it is? Uh, See, that's not true. I'll take that back. That's not true. Because they want to get new fans in. It's never about us old fans. They know that they have us. Yeah. It's about getting new fans. Great example is that's why the Street Fighter stuff keeps failing. If they don't, they don't want us to, to watch it. They know we're gonna pay money to see yep. this bad movie. I want to get the new fans in, so that way you can now go buy the other merchandise and make us more money again. And that, again, that's what they fail to understand. New fans will come because old fans will get them into it. That's yep. what happens all over Twitter. That's what happens all over Instagram. That's what happens all over Facebook. Yeah, you present nostalgia with a little bit of modernization, and you're fine. Yeah, but look at, uh, we got uh, Masters Universe Revelations, show run by Kevin Smith coming out to Netflix. And, and and every old fan is now catching me up with it, and I don't even know what the fuck is going on, but I'm excited. Oh, it's going to be good. Exactly. I mean, exactly. <laughs> let alone just Kevin Smith being passionate, because he he's he's one of us. He's exactly. That era, he cares about it, and he cares about it on the level of fandom that we care about it as fans. Um, Sometimes I think Kevin Smith cares too much. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, but the voice actors that he went out and got for these characters? Oh, I saw the voice acting cast and I oh lost my mind. Why? That I, I can very much agree with. I lost my mind for. And oh, I was like, you know what? The voice cast alone, just like Invincible, I got very excited for. And I was like, you know what? I'm in. Just for the voice cast alone. See, and I never read Invincible when it in book form. And so, oh, dude, you are missing out. See, and I, I'm a big comic book guy too. And someone told me that, like, oh, you're missing out. Like, but I'm going to tell you right now, Invincible is one of the greatest comic books of all time. Really? I said it and I meant it. I very much mean that. Okay. Now, is it is it dated now? Yes. Yeah. But it is still probably, if you had read it as a release, it would have been probably one of the most influential and understandable comic books of all time. And I'm going to tell you why. It didn't follow the trope of this person has to carry on the story forever. It didn't carry on the trope of we have to do things the old school way. It took everything that you thought was that couldn't be practical in the comic book mm-hmm. and, and it made it normal and relatable and understandable. Okay. And then it did completely different things too. Yeah. It showed you that you could fight a guy on the moon for six months. Yeah. Because, I mean, do you feel the show's done a good job in representing that comic book? I feel like the show has done a good job of representing what the comic book stands for while standing okay. along on its own. Yes. And the reason why I say that is because they took what we had in the comic book because it has to be paced differently for a comic book yep. and added a bunch of new elements and modernized the book because now you're going to read it and you're going to go, well, this is not how this went and this is not how this went. But you know what, though? If you have read the book first, you can see why they did what they did. Mm. And it would make sense to you. Now, if you go back and read the book and you go, this is different, but I still like it. Mm. 
You'll, I, I think you would really like it. So I have to pick that up and read that. Okay. Yes, it's available in three gigantic omnibuses. There's 144 issues normally. And then there is three different tie-ins that you can read. They're not necessary, but they do add to the experience. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually in the, I just finished, um, you know, I'm, I'm big uh, with um, the X-Men run right now, the Jonathan Hickman stuff. I love Jonathan Hickman, one of my favorite writers of all time. He's killing it. He, he loves continuity. He loves honoring other writers. And he knows his lore. He goes yeah. back and he goes, remember that thing that happened 400 issues ago? Well, I can use that and it can come back as this. I love Hickman. Ever since Hickman came on with, with, with freaking secretive secret warriors and then he did a fantastic forerun he has nailed everything he's ever written and done it beautifully so the other name i'm going to throw out and i know you're going to know this immediately is donnie yates yes again. i i know you've seen it in my instagram post i talk about it all the time it's one of he he did a, an excellent cosmic run he made me care about Venom because here's the thing about Eddie Brock. He's fucking boring before this. Yes. He was. Yep. He was a one-dimensional character. But he somehow gave him something to fight for. He gave him, and I don't want to spoil it for people because I really want people to read his Venom run. But he gave Venom something that made him more than just another Spider-Man rogue. Yes. He's now made him an ally, an understandable person, something relatable. And he showed you why he may not be the best Venom, but he's the best Venom at the same time. I, I mean, that whole the whole King in Black run? Oh. Yeah, did you finish that last issue? Yes. Ridiculous. And, and, it, and, it, and it brought us back somebody that we all cared for, too. So I love everything about this. Well, and you know what's great, too, is is like when they... Uh, how, what have we been waiting almost a year for the real appearance of Null? Yep. And they bring in Null, and I remember reading the first, you know, issue or two and going, how are they going to write themselves out of this? Like, how are they going to make me believe that this guy can be beat? Because it was like... Oh, I, lo I loved how they did it, too, because he didn't... It wasn't like he could beat a bunch of people. The only reason why he even beat people like Thor is because he 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 cheated, and he knew he did. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And then it was like, you know, how do we stop this? Guess what? That thing we alluded to 17 issues ago actually pays off. Mm -hmm. Well, the other thing that was even better, the Silver Surfer run when he did Silver Surfer Requiem. Yeah. He he alluded to that as well, too. Yeah. It was excellent. It was fantastic. The one issue I had with all of it um, was that um, they kind of they kind of threw in these characters in the story in some of the panels. And we never got any more of them. Like, Who? You, like three, we got to see Blade. Oh, oh, oh. And they, then, they were, no, no, Blade is in the Avengers issue that got delayed. That's what happened. The next issue that's coming out. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, there's a bunch of tie-ins that got delayed. Okay. Yeah. That's... So stuff like Blade uh, has consequences for the Avengers run because he's making a deal with Dracula. Yes. Which, because yeah. you see how in issue five, it, it came back to us but we don't know what happened yet. So we're going to cover that in the next issue of Avengers. Okay. Because I was like, oh, th like that's tight. We, we don't get a lot of Blade with everyone else, really. And I, he's such a cool character. And I was like, oh, I'm kind of kind of 
excited to see how they're going to kind of weave Blade into this whole, you know, story arc. Because um, then on the adventure side, they've got the whole like everyone's fighting over the Phoenix Force now. Yes, but did you see how that how that finished? I haven't. I haven't read it yet. I'm not going to spoil that, but I want to say something that I love Jason Aaron, but I feel like with Avengers, the problem is they made his stuff have to tie into too many other things, and it's slowing him down. Yeah. It's really slowing him down, because you can tell by his storytelling, the way they keep making having him break his pacing every time. And he's telling these good stories, but because he has to do tie-ins, and that's the problem with taking on a big book. You're always going to get clouded by that. And in my personal opinion, it doesn't matter because if Cyclops gets a hold of the Phoenix Force, they're all screwed anyways. Yeah, that, but I don't think he's going to, so I'm okay with that. Because here's the thing. We all know Cyclops is crazy, crazy for Phoenix Force. He's nuts. Crazy for it. He's a nutcase. But he's I don't think he be would the best host for it ever. But I don't think he's ever going to want that back after what he did. Oh, his, that whole arc, that whole Avengers versus X-Men arc, it, like Cyclops is my favorite Marvel character of all time. Look, he's a douche, but he he knows what he's doing. Well, I mean, and like I've you know, I'll have conversations with my friends that you know collect Marvel Legends and read comics and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, look, if the X-Men go into the danger room and they're told only one of you can walk out, it's gonna be Cyclops. Every time. He's the Batman of that crew. He knows how to take down every single one of them. Except you know what though? <laughs> and it's I find it hilarious. He still can't beat Storm, and I love it. Storm? That's the only one. He talks about it all the time. He yes. says it. He's, she's the only one that ever beat me. Not what? even, not even Logan, who he, you know, he, him and Logan go at it for days. Well, he and still it, admits, he still admits that no matter what it is, Storm is always going to be. There's a reason why Storm falls behind him. It's not about him making the wrong choices. It's not about him being a better leader. He knows for a fact Storm doesn't want it, because if she wanted, she could take it from him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. She does uh, lead the X Men for a short period of time in the eighties. Yeah. 90s? Yeah. She remember because she beat him. Yes. And then um, she 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 led them for two years in publication time, and she's got a big thing coming out where she's about to lead her own team of X Men right now. Yeah, but did you also catch this? Magic is the number two. Yes. Magic which is I number love. Two. Which I love. But she, but she, we always knew she was going to get that. She was destined for it. If she wasn't going to lead the mutants, she was going to lead the magic world. And I'd rather have her be right in the middle of both. Because if you're reading the Doctor Strange stuff, she's having a fucking fantastic time in the comics right now. Strange yeah. Academy. She's running around with Doctor Strange as an apprentice. She's still running around doing dark event. I mean, not dark, Savage Avenger stuff. Yep. And she has one of the Eye of Agamottos. Like, come on, dude. Well, I, I mean, fucking love it. Is it really even fair that Doctor Strange, she's apprenticing? Do isn't she stronger than Doctor Strange? On some no, he knows that. But he wants to train her to be the next uh, Sorcerer Supreme. What do we do with magic when she gets to the Sorcerer Supreme point? Is she so OP that we have to figure out a way to actually do something with her? Well, uh, did you ever read Doctor Strange the end? No, I haven't read that. Read it, and, and, and you'll understand why I'm talking about it like that. It's an excellent read. Of, it's a single issue. Okay. It's an excellent read, and when you finish reading it, hit me up, because I want to talk to you about that. It's so awesome, because it explains... Remember how you said that OP thing? Yes. Remember you said that. Okay. I will. Remember you said that. It, it's such a good read. Okay. Definitely have to do that. Um... 
Yeah, because I'm always looking for so so I'm not your traditional comic book fan. I have my very much like I'm like I want to read everything X-Men. This Venom run with Donnie Yates behind it, you know, all the way back to uh Absolute Carnage. That's really captivated me. I don't like Spider-Man. That's fine. That's that's a lot of comic book people. I don't like Batman. That's a lot of look, you have to understand, you may not consider yourself the traditional comic book reader. But that's exactly what a comic book reader is. You're going to like what you like, and that's it. And, and a lot of times we think we're just, we think that we are different in our bubbles when it's literally all you have to do is switch out the names and we're all pretty much the same people. Yeah, true. <laughs> I guess I don't fall into the tropes that is the most popular tropes. You know, most most people would say I like Spider-Man. Yeah, but, but you know what, though? You know how many people have branched off from liking Spider-Man to loving Venom? And not just one Venom, oh, just Venom in general. Like, hey, I like Flash Venom. Like, Flash is my favorite Venom. You know Flash what I mean? Thompson, uh, doesn't he become anti-Venom? Agent anti-Venom? Yes, he, yes, he okay. does. He, comes, he also becomes Agent anti-Venom. But you know what, though? He's still my favorite version of Venom, even when he's anti-Venom, because he goes on to team up with Venom after that. They team yes. up for a bit. Well, not in your traditional format, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But... It, it, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like, I like telling those kind of stories because I like when it's different. Mm-hmm. Like, the reason why I was so mad that they brought Eddie Brock back is because they ended up killing Flash for it. Yes. So, so I felt some type of way. But reading this run had made me go, oh, I see why you did that. This makes perfect sense now. So it's not like I became one of those readers who was like, fuck this, I'm never going to read it again because you killed my favorite character. I know... I know with American comics, there's always a chance your guy may come back. And I'm okay with that. Yep. Yep. Because you want to tell these new stories. And I love new stories being told. I hate the same stories being told over and over. I hate that. Yes. Oh, let's do the origin again. Let's do the, you know. But I understand that for for publication reasons, you want to retcon a few things. Fine. But I absolutely adore when you do stuff like, all right, we're going to make Flash Venom for 10 years. People don't even realize 10 years flew by. He yeah. was in it for 10 years. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of time for readers to go, all right. I may not get him in comics anymore, but now I got him in video games. I got him in TV shows. Yeah. Like you can now get him in other media. Yeah. It's it's an ends to a means for everyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, just look at uh, what Hickman did with uh the X-Men. He yep. uh, you know, he we got House of X and Powers of Ten, and everyone, you know, lost their shit. They're like, oh my god, this is you know. Then you wait just a little bit and we get the uh the swords we get the x mm-hmm. of swords the x of swords is the gem there like if you, i love that shit oh x of swords was so and i mean the tie-in to tarot card mythology and all that kind of and stuff then, and then people were like i don't like there's not a lot of fighting he told you there wasn't going to be fighting he said there's going to be very different it's a contest i loved it of of the full embodiment of these like you know deep like characters these god-like characters one of my favorite things that we've gotten out of this and, and this is a little thing that people didn't even pick up on. I don't know if you did either, but every X-Men costume is canon now. No matter what team you put them on now, they can now, I don't know if you've noticed it, they all choose their different costumes now. All costumes are canon, no matter what time period it's been. You're right. I've been reading every single issue. Every Everyone's been changing costumes. All costumes are canon now. Yeah, that is true. Because, yep. I, I mean, once we got to Krakow Island and and... Yeah, they, they said you know there. what you could 
You can wear whatever costume of whatever version you want. And I love it because everyone's been wearing every era of their costume, every version. Well, I mean, best example, look at Jean. She chose the she green dress. every costume so far. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen her in Marvel Girl. This next issue coming up, she's back in her 90s costume. Yep. She's wore her X-Men red costume. Even Cyclops, when the crossover with the champions, he wore his oh. champions costume, an adult version. Yes, he did. See what I mean? Like, every costume is canon now. That's and I fucking crazy. love stuff like That's that. Awesome. I, I guess I, I mean, I realized that they were in different costumes and that everyone was kind of in a different era at different times. But yeah. I guess I didn't put two and two together that it was now, these are canon now. Like, these are everything is canon now. That means if, if I want to, but you know what that also means for our toys now, we don't have to worry about them. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's all canon now. It's all canon. If I want to put my bearded Nightcrawler with, my my old school beast who who has the Morrison costume. Guess yeah. what? It's all canon now. You can so, wear whatever version of the costume you want. The, the, then the best way that the toy companies can make me happen, happy, is give me my Age of Apocalypse psych, or uh, Colossus with the bandana and the yeah. It's it look. I mean, technically that's a different universe, but you know what? Still canon. Yes, but you know what? We actually got to see. Um, speaking of Age of Apocalypse, we got to see the, the Sabretooth. Yeah. And he's not yeah. a Build-A-Figure. No. So, no. I mean, that leaves us with... Really two, forward I to think that. That I, in my personal opinion, that leaves us with two options for the Build-A-Figure for the next AOA wave. Holocaust. Cyclops? I mean, oh yeah, you're right, Holocaust. Which, w- they renamed him, right? Like, because Holocaust was, you know, faux pas. Yeah. He didn't, they didn't want to use it. No, they didn't rename him. He, re- I mean... They didn't rename him because of the hoo-ha. They renamed him actually because he rebranded himself because his powers changed. Oh. I forgot okay. what they called it. Fuck, I forgot what they called what it. What is he called when he's not Holocaust? Because I I will for always, always and ever call him Holocaust. No, that makes sense because he's he's still using the name too. Um, But uh, during the, the Rick Morender Uncanny Avengers run, he renamed himself because he became the, the seed of Apocalypse. You know, he, yes. he wanted to start up the Sentinels again. I mean, not the Sentinel. He wanted to start up um, the Horseman. The Celestial. Oh, the Celestial. Celestial. Yes. Yeah. So what oh, happened what is was... He, now? Is it like... Nemesis. Nemesis. Nemesis, Nemesis now. Nemesis. There you go. And he, okay. and he chose Nemesis because of the Apocalypse Twins. Yes. Okay. So we got him. I, in my opinion, we've got to get either him or a big-ass Colossus in the AOA costume. So I feel like... It could be if we're doing Age of Apocalypse. It could also be. Um, wow, why did I forget his name? Nope, it couldn't be. You're right. That it has to be one of those two, because you can't do. You can't do Dark Beast because you've already done Dark Beast. Yep. And I mean, and it can't be. Did Sinister look any different in AOA? Yes, but not build a figure wise. No, unless they're going for the small build a figures. Which, why? Come on, give us... No, no, no. I think they're going to aim big for this one. I think they're going to aim big. Because, I mean, if, you know, I have the whole, like, issue by issue run of AOA. Like, I hunted because, every single one down. Colossus because, right? far and above. So it has to be either... Because it could also be Silver Samurai. Oh, yeah. He was also big. He was also big. Yes, he was. But I think it's going to be... I think you called it. It's either going to be Nemesis or it's going to be... Uh, him, because even the bishop, not build a figure worthy, 
See, and here's, here's where my selfish collecting needs come in. Mm-hmm. The first AOA wave, they gave us the AOA wave. They gave us Sugar Man Build-A-Figure. Yep. They gave us Deluxe Apocalypse. Outside of the wave. So give me yep. my Deluxe Nemesis and give me the wave being the Build-A-Figure Colossus. I would rather Deluxe Colossus and, and the Build-A-Figure Nemesis. Okay, fine. Interchangeable for me. because No, no. I'm going to tell you why I prefer the Colossus as a Deluxe. Because not everybody's going to want Nemesis, but everyone's going to want Colossus. You're right. And that way you would make fans happy. But if you wanted to piss them off or kind of make them search, that way by the whole wave, you would reverse it, which I hope they don't do. Yes. But that's how you guarantee everybody buys the wave for Colossus. Yeah. Because some people will pick and choose because they're not going to care about Nemesis, like you said. They will. Yeah. I mean, and what I mean, Gambit looked exuberantly different in that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cyclops with the one eye, the long hair. Like if we yep, have completely different form, I might boycott that wave. <laughs> then you still got to worry about uh, Angel. You have to worry about Rachel. Then there is um, Iceman Storm from different. that wave. Iceman, Iceman is completely like different. Jackety Ice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everybody is literally completely different in that way. Rogue. Yep. But I think I think for me, I, I need I need Age of Apocalypse X Force Nightcrawler because I love that costume. Oh, the uh, yeah, because there was what uh, four issues of him in Excalibur. Was he? Yep. Because that's what they kind of did with that whole AOA run. It was like four issues of this book, four issues of this book, four issues. Yep. Of- and I love that red scar over his eye. Oh, and I love yeah. it when he crossed over into the X-Force. I love that stuff. I, I Man, I need that. I need that. Yes. Oh, that when was- he was in X-Force later on, Dunner Remenderman, he was just out there murdering, teleporting and murdering, teleporting and murdering. You're, you're very right. All right. We're, uh, we're back from old man pee breaks. Water! Oh. <laughs> So we're kind of coming to an end of the thing, but we can't have Dion without talking a little bit of Mezco. Yeah. How about this? Do you have a favorite Mezco figure? Me. But if we're talking about stuff that was actually made, um, there's a few that I I really, really like, I draw to like all the time. And it's crazy because it's it's not a Gomez but it's like in the Rumble Society. And then there's and then there's one that's non-Rumble Society. So we're talking strictly like Rumble Society. No, no, that's not true because I recently the hazard variant has been my favorite. I've like played with that a lot. So he probably took over recently, would be the hazard variant. But honestly, like it it's so funny to me, right? Because like I take pictures of Mesco like a lot. So it shifts for me. Like, it does. It shifts for me. And one of the things I always talk about, and let me see if I can find it real fast. Hold on. I'm trying to find it. Uh, Let me see if it's on my computer, actually. I'm, like, looking through my phone. And it's weird, right? Because White Skull and Batman are, like, my two favorites. But not necessarily because it's White Skull. I like customizing that. Like for what he was doing. So like I'll be having fun with White Skull and then I'll like pop like the Red Skull head on it and kit bash a bunch of stuff. I love kit bashing Mezco stuff. 
Mm. There's a lot of things that I don't like show people me kickbashing a ton of Mezco stuff. Mm-hmm. Mostly because the reason why I don't show my kit bashes is because I don't want people thinking it's some sort of official release. Yep. <laughs> I, I get that. So I keep a lot of that to myself. But it's funny because like White Skull and like Supreme Night Batman are like the two that I've like sat down and had a blast with. All because I like I could take off the interchangeable cape on Batman and just go ape shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can make an old man Batman. I can make a buff young Batman. I can like mix and match stuff. Kid Bash and Mezco has been a, such a fun fucking experience. And it just sucks because it is on the more expensive side. So I get it. If you can't afford it, you it would make you feel slap way about watching a guy tear apart Mezco's, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just like, I'm going to put this guy's jacket on and swap this head and give him this harness. And you know what? I'm just going to do fun shit with it, you know? Because I I like that stuff. So I got to say White Skull or White Skull Agent Body or Spec Ops Body in this case mm-hmm. and, and Supreme Night Batman, all colors. Okay. Those are my favorites right now. It's outside of the Hazard variant because I love that color palette on him. Mm-hmm. That's so, yeah. all, all those, really those... And I mean, Mezco, I, I only, I have a very small Mezco collection myself. I, I've got the, the very first Gomez. Smart and- man. And I've got uh, Popeye. I love Popeye. The original blue, you know, blue sailor suit Popeye. And then actually, you're going to be mad at me, D. Why was that? Why am I going to be mad? Don't I, I think that's a lie. This is still sitting like this. Ah, uh, you'll get around to it. I don't. I don't see. Look, here's the other thing that I that I like about collecting Mezco that I've recently been enjoying. If you don't want to open up your Mezco like right away it's funny because people i've seen people do it like i've seen whole posts about it where it's like yo i've had this mezco for like two months and i ain't open it and then they open it yo you know what i should open this sooner this thing is a lot of fun you know what i mean i like hearing that kind of stuff not yeah. just with mezco but with other toys too but it's cool because it, i feel like lately at least lately people aren't rushing to just open up their toys and kind of enjoying it at their own pace because I hate that social media is kind of having us race to just open up toys and then move on to the next thing. Yep. So I like that people are now taking their time and sitting back and going, all right, I'm going to I'm gonna enjoy my toy at my pace. I pay for this. I don't see the reason having to rush myself. I like that. I like that everybody's doing that now. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so while we're on the topic of Mezco, I don't know if okay. it's a faux pas question or not. If you could have Mezco make one character, any like franchise, anything you can think of, what would you like to see Mezco do? You know, I don't, I actually don't, I get asked that, but, but I don't get asked that because it's weird how people word it. If they're, I, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, I would love to see them do Common Rider. Oh, okay. And you've got a big love for Common Rider and and, and I'm being honest when I say that, I'm not talking about the new stuff because that's a little bit more difficult, right? Mm-hmm. But let's say you tackle the classic Showa stuff. It makes a lot more sense to show a guy in a, in a motorcycle helmet, like the, the Karate Bugman helmet mm-hmm. and the motorcycle jacket and the pants. Okay. Dude, like, like if you're tackling like the Showa stuff, it makes more sense 
because you wouldn't technically have to modernize it. You can just do the classic stuff and it looks good. Mm-hmm. And then the modern stuff, you kind of just, you know, leave it off to the side because that's a lot more technical. Yep. But live action suits translated on a soft goods figure actually makes sense. See, and I, I, I only know Common Rider exists because of you. It was never a franchise open- you got into. I, I mean, yeah. honestly, this is almost... I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe you'll tell me because you know the characters better than I do. The one common writer character that I can lob off the top of my head is Fruit Basket. Oh, oh, common writer gun. Okay. Yep. Because he yells out Fruit Basket. I, I, yep. when he transforms. Yeah, I know that one. That's a uh, Kiwami Arms. But you know Gaim, see? But you, but you know something. So that's a, that's a segue in. So I get yeah. it. And I think they all look really cool and really interesting, and they're, they're yeah. But fun. but but you know what it is? You can you can enjoy stuff from afar. That doesn't mean have you collect. You don't have mm-hmm. to collect it. You can just go. You know what? I appreciate this and seeing it. Yep. And it bringing it to my attention. Yep. There are tons of things I do that for because I can't collect everything. It's just it's no, it's impossible. Financially impossible. Mm-hmm. Financially, it's just impossible, right? So you have to take what you can't collect and enjoy it through other people's perspective and eyes. That's kind of what I've been doing a lot lately. And you have a, what I've learned with, with being online is that if I don't have something, I don't have to be jealous of it. I can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be jealous of, oh, how come this guy has it and I don't? More like, I'm like, oh, I'm glad he was able to show me this and now I can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I love that now. Yeah, I don't have to collect Masters of the Universe when all my friends collect Masters of the Universe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. The same way I collect Common Rider and people just enjoy it from that view or Storm Collectibles from that view or Mezco from that view. Yep. It, it's it's one of those things where we should be appreciating other people's art because they're bringing something to the table that I, I don't have. Yeah. Instead instead of competing, we're complimenting each other. Absolutely. So then let's segue that into, do you have, so I myself, I set up in 2021 as a collector, I had three collection slash grail goals that I would hope that I'm hoping to complete by the end of 2021. Um, I want to, and some of them aren't even that, you know, crazy or anything intense or anything like that. Um, One of them, I want to finish my diamond select real ghostbusters, the cartoon version ghostbusters. I grew up with the cartoon. I loved it. They're actually really nice looking figures as far they do they move real great? Yeah, they can no. be better. But they look spot on to those cartoon characters. I love the way those look. I saw them once in a store, but then I think that was the last time I ever seen them. And I liked them, but it wasn't for me. I, have, I like the way they look. Yep. I have Egon and Ray. I need Vankman and Stan. Um if I see them, I'll be on the lookout for you now. Oh, I'd appreciate that. Absolutely. Because you know what's gonna happen. Ghostbusters Afterlife is going to hit the screens. I was just about to say that, and then you're going to be screwed. So I'm going to try to be able to look out for you now. Awesome. The other grails. Five. I want all five Masterpiece Dinobots. Wow. Okay. So, I didn't expect that. So I have Grimlock and Snarl from Fantoy. Yeah. I love those because I have those ones too. Okay. I cannot... Swing $850 for Stomp. I'm going to tell you something. As a very nice alternative, get the Gigasaurus one. I have all the Gigapowers pre-ordered. Then you'll be fine. 
Yep. And I, you know what? I'll if I don't want my fan toys after I get my Giga Powers, I'll sell them. Yeah, I think you should go with the Giga Powers for that because they are a very nice alternative. They're very nice. They're bigger. They're a little bigger yep. than the fan toys, and have a little bit more heft with the diecast too. Yes. Um, and you know what? I've looked at a bunch of side by sides. So, and I'm very happy with the side by sides. I do really like fan toys, masterpiece, transformer stuff. Yeah. But if I can get all five through Giga Power, which I was able to obtain through pre orders, and um, actually I used a overseas site that's pretty reputable, um, I'm happy with that. That was one of my grails. My- one of my issues that I have with fan toys is that they kind of don't release things unless they see other people doing it. <laughs> and then they decide, hey, we're coming back out with this. Like, my God, you guys have literally been quiet for a year and a half. I don't think I should support you guys anymore. Because at this Man point, toy you're just store. playing catch up. Big Bad Toy Store, I don't know if you caught this, they had just shipped pre-orders for Jetfire, Springer, and Cyclonus. Under the radar, they were pre-ordered. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, and then they sold out immediately after. Oh, well, of course they did because people want those, especially with uh, Hasbro throwing out the eighty-six Transformers. It's in people's heads. They're like, "Oh, well, these are great. These are twenty dollars. They're fun. They're nice for twenty dollars of engineering and stuff like that." But if I have the money to swing the Fan Toys version, I'm going to go do that because they're fantastic. But that's the issue with Fan Toys. They they do make solid and great pieces. But here's what. You don't know when it's going to happen. I remember one time, a great, great example is Fantoys Hoodlum, right? I had that, was hoping for that for years. They showed it like four years ago, then pop up with a pre-order four years later, and they expect me to pre-order it. I gave it. I gave up hope. Like, what's the point of me pre-ordering this item when I don't know when it's ever going to come out? Well, and then Big Bad had that Hoodlum up on their yep. site for like months. Yep. And then when I finally was like, you know what? I'm going to go pull the trigger on it. Gone. It's gone. Yeah. How did they sit there for five, six months, and then all of a sudden someone decides, you know what? We're gonna go get Hoodlum on Big Bad Toy Store. It, it's it's crazy. It's like they have one in stock. I don't, I don't know how that happens with fan toys, but it, it's a consistent thing too. But yeah, like I I, I get why you. Would, I totally recommend you stick with the Gigasaurus. They have been far more transparent and on social media and just overall responding to people. Like, hey, we're having delays. Hey, we're working on this. Meanwhile, literally, fan toys just nothing. Doesn't zip lips. Like, just, yeah. So then my last grail is I, and this is a backtrack, and this is going to be a crazy backtrack. I'm going to pay money for it because I, I this is my own fault. I want the 1-6 scale Sideshow Beetlejuice. Oh, that's a big backtrack, dog. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's going to cost you. Oh yeah, I know. I already have looked, and I know. But I was just thinking about that, like, oof. especially now because everybody's doing, everybody's jumping on the Michael Keaton train too. Well, and then did you see? Was it is it Royal Subjects that are releasing the Tune Beetlejuice like yep. articulated, like? Five- so probably, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I feel about Loyal Subjects just yet. I'm gonna wait for it to release and then see what happens. Yep, but I mean, Beetlejuice was everything for me. Growing up, I love I that love That movie was fantastic. I still could watch that movie. Oh. That movie was what put me on the Harry Belafonte as a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because cause you know, I, I would I asked my grandmother and I was like, hey, who like what song is this? Like because she saw me dancing to it. 
And she's like, what you know about Harry Belafonte? I was like, I don't know. It's a Beetlejuice song. She's like, that ain't no damn Beetlejuice song. It's Harry Belafonte. I'm like, well, it was in Beetlejuice and I like it. Yep. I have. I, it's funny because at work, I have the whole Beetlejuice soundtrack in my Spotify in my headset. And I'm, you know, Dope. at the warehouse working fucking Harry Belafonte, you know, um, Beetlejuice soundtrack uh, all night long. I love that. That's literally put me on Harry Belafonte as a kid. Yeah, I got it. You, you know what? You just made me want to go download the soundtrack because, like I said, I have the Harry Belafonte soundtracks, but I don't have the Beetlejuice soundtrack. Yeah, the Beetlejuice. That was opening that was intro soundtrack music. Thing. The Beetlejuice imp- opening music. Oh, so good, so good. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, might, I might go watch that this weekend now. Oh, mm-hmm. every every Halloween, that's like tradition in our household. Is Beetlejuice, Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, see, I'm a big Ernest fan. Oh, Ernest. I own all of those. Oh, VHS still. So good. Jim Varney. I mean, they started handheld like high eight video camera. Yeah. I'm I'm really sad that he didn't get his flowers while he was with us. Yes. But that man is a legend in my eyes. I love all the Ernest movies. Oh, yeah. And it was funny because no one realized how freaking buff he was. Yes. Yes. He was he was like a bodybuilder on the low. And people would be like, why you wear these stupid outfits? And he's like, hey, man, because I can't fit whatever else you guys give me. Mm-hmm. I love those movies. Oh. You know what? I'm going to go back and watch all of those. Because all the Ernest movies are, oh. Do you want me to attack? Do you want me to attack one huh? more series of stuff for you to watch? Then go ahead, man, because I'm I'm here for this right now. John Candy. Which one? All of, all of it. it. All of it. No, I love John Candy, but I'm, I want to know which 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 your favorite. See, now most people are going to say Uncle Buck. Okay. Great Outdoors is pretty freaking solid. Okay, I can do that. All right. All but, right. All right. But, who is Harry Crumb? You know what? I've never saw that one. Oh, that's one you need I, to. That's you need to watch that. Which one is that? Which one? Who is Harry Crumb? Okay, I'm I'm, I'm googling it now. That's why. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Yes. Planes, trains, but, automobiles. I'm I'm gonna give you one, and this one is my personal favorite because I'm ridiculous in that way. Nothing but trouble. I was good. That was coming out of my mouth too. Um, Nothing but trouble is one of my personal favorites. In Spaceballs, obviously. It's well, and I mean, now correct me if I'm wrong. That's we got Demi Moore in that. Yep. And Dan Aykroyd is the judge. Yep. That's that's why Nothing but Trouble. And we also get uh, Digital Underground. Yes. On the soundtrack. Yes. All around the world, same yes. song. It's just yes. the same old song. All around the world, same song. And we got the weird yeah. prosthetics in that movie, and the- but that's what I love that movie for. It was it was one of those movies where everybody was kind of doing the crazy prosthetics, and it was fun. It was just fun. Yes. Also, I like the I like the trapdoor house. I always like those kind of gimmicks because yes. I love Clue yeah. the movie. Yes. So I like that kind of stuff. Well, and, and here, furthermore, on Camp Camp Candy, the Saturday morning cartoon. John Candy is the counselor. Yep. Yep. Camp Candy. I forgot all about Camp Candy. That was very short-lived, too. Like one season. Like probably like 13 episodes or something, I bet. Yeah, but it's it's still one of those iconic ones. So Yes. You're right. Camp Candy. So now that I've said my grails, let's end with that. What are your, what would you have as far as collecting goals or 
you know, 2021, like, what would you like to add to your collection or see available for your collection? You could even do the wish list. Like, I wish someone would make this. I'm not going to wish list stuff because I fuck around and, and give up shit that I should. <laughs> so, but I am going to talk about things that I want to add because there are things that I missed, actually. So, one of them is the Storm Collectibles Orochi Iori. I missed out on that one for some apparent reason. I thought I had it pre-ordered, and I did not. So I'm going to go out looking for it. Uh, I'll probably be able to find it somewhere. So I'm going to get the Orochi Iori. Um, I want to add that. Um, and this month, because I missed the pre-orders for it, is the Shinkeko Seiho Kamen Rider Black, the Renewal. Okay. That is coming out this month, but I missed my pre-orders on it. So I am going to hopefully get one that comes out next week. I'm hoping to get it. So we'll see what happens. Um, and the third one, and this one is not necessarily a figure, but I would like to hit up Gotham Construction Company, AKA uh, Frederick Briggs and, and, and uh, ooh, excuse me, Frederick Briggs and Chris Gumpton together as a team and I would like to commission a brand new dial from them when the time is right. Okay. Because I have this, I have this fantastic, fantastic common writer idea. And I want to have them build it. And I don't think people are ready for the idea of having this built because uh, Chris Gumpton did my clock tower and he is a master of urban decay. So I want to do a Showa common writer level, multi-level diorama where I can do the, all the classic common writers fighting at uh, Shocker headquarters, okay. but in a multi-level place. So you get your classic stair scenes, you would have your, your, your throne room, and then you would get the outside quarry. I want to do it as a multi-level diorama. Awesome. Those are three things I would definitely want. Perfect. That's, that's definitely some cool stuff that you, uh, you got planned here. All right. Well, I suppose, what, uh, do you got anything you want to run out there for the listeners? Um, don't watch me. Don't watch TV, but, but watch me. So thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, play, play more video games, drink more water, communicate more with people, tell them that you love them. Uh, go for exercise for a walk outside when no one's around. Uh, practice your posing. Practice your communication skills yet again. I got to reiterate that. That's very important. Uh, and if you're frustrated, just know that there's always somebody you can go and talk to about it. I guess that's good advice, right? I think that's spot on advice. I think the whole world needs a big sip of that advice. And uh, yeah. it's all uh, positive and helpful. And that's all we really uh, really need is a little more positive. Yeah. A little more understanding. Yeah, I, I, w I want more love in the world. So I think that, you know, and it, it's tough because I'm not always all love, but I try my best. We all have our, our dark spots. But I realized like going to therapy, talking to people about it, appearing on podcasts and actually having some communication with others is very useful. It is. Sometimes you need to get together with your friends and talk about shit you didn't know you would talk about. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> And it, it's been a great experience and I love coming on stuff like this and having really good experiences with people because we talk about everything from like toys to like bodybuilding and Skittles and M&Ms. But these are <laughs> things you didn't even know you were going to laugh at, yes. but you're like having a good time. 
So, you know, it's why being good and doing good is very important part before drinking your water. Hell yeah. And I think that is the perfect note to end on right there. So uh, thank you again for taking the time to hang out with us on the podcast. You have yeah, thank you for open, having me. open invitation to join us anytime, any damn time. As, as soon as I realize I won't double book things anymore, I'm definitely going to. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, from me at uh, Jeff at Childhood of the Wolf podcast and Mr. D Amazing playing with his Equidon <laughs> in the camera here. Uh, hope you all have a good night. And uh, you know what? D already said it. Be good. Do good and drink your damn water. Damn right. Or in this case, beer. Or beer. That too. Or beer. Or beer. <laughs>